I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to today's very special episode of Live Your Best Life with, of course, me, Liz Wright. And it is such an honor and a privilege for me to be able to have a conversation today with somebody that's very special in my life. Uh, he's, he is one of the most empowering, experienced men that I think I've ever had the privilege of knowing and certainly working with. And so you guys are going to be very, very blessed today. I, I encourage you to just, if you can, for the next sort of half an hour, if you can, let it be you time and sit there with a notepad and pen, because you are going to get gems of wisdom that are life transforming today. My special guest takes people from dream to reality, literally what's in their heart to do in their life. He will walk you there into it, becoming the real thing in your life. It's such an honor to welcome into the conversation with me today, Charles Cowan. Charles, welcome. Thanks, Liz. Excited to be here. So good to have you on. Honestly, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you guys watching because honestly, like I said, it's it. this man changes your life. <laughs> I know firsthand. So Charles, can we dive in to begin with? Can I just ask you? some of your backstory, like where, how you ended up doing what you're doing now, because I know you've got a wealth of experience that you bring to the table and there's a, there's an amazing story behind it. So can we go there first? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I serve the business community. Um, I've been in corporate America for over 20 years, uh, still have an amazing uh, career there, serving a network of CEOs, other executives kind of in the financial space. Uh, just love, love, love that work. Uh, and then a number of years ago, uh, God just really put on my heart to, to add to that uh, and start serving really businesses, but even individuals uh, as well. And so um, I guess to, to, to make sense of what happened and why and where, how God brought me there, it probably makes sense to start with uh, a, a kind of a supernatural story uh, that happened to me, if that's all right. Oh, please. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So uh, it was probably seven or eight years ago. And uh, I was, well, we were, my family and I were doing a, a, a remodeling a house. And so we were all staying in this uh, apartment complex while the work was going on. And I walked outside one day and it was in the parking lot and our unit was down on the end and there really weren't a lot of people around. It was just kind of, uh, there were a few apartments. That's it. Anyway, so I'm walking down there in the parking lot and something catches um, my eye just out of the corner, a little glint of light. And so I looked down. And I, I couldn't believe it, but there was a diamond just sitting on the ground in the parking lot. Wow. And I thought, wow, well, I mean, you know, who, who, who finds diamonds laying around? So anyways, I pick it up and I'm thinking, oh my, well, somebody clearly lost this. This must have just, I don't know how this ends up here. So I knock on doors. I'm asking people, is this yours? Did you drop it? You know, I go to the office. I say, has anybody reported missing anything? Can you, can you? let everybody know I found it. I tried all I could and nobody responded. So I, I don't, anyway, I just, I hung on to it. 
And I thought, well, that was the most, just the craziest coincidence in the world. I just found this diamond. So anyway, so I go on and um, it was three or four weeks later. And I was, I was in this obscure place again, walking uh, and this, this time, no, nobody around, no homes, no nothing. And I looked down and another diamond was on the ground. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, I thought, well, now this is really, really strange. I mean, how many, I've told this story a few times and I've had people you know, raise their hand. I do some public speaking as well. So I, I, I you know, uh, ask people to raise their hand, who's found a diamond and not many people have. I, I don't know if, if you have, but not many people have. No, I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so I found one and then, then I found two and I thought, okay, God, you must be up to something. You must be trying to give me some sort of a message or something here, because this is such a rare, strange event. So I'm now thinking about it pretty regularly. God, what are you saying? What's what's the significance of a diamond? And about a month later, I, I'm, I'm walking down the street in a dark area at night. I was out of town at a hotel and I was walking back to the hotel from my restaurant. And out of the corner of my eye, I just, I don't even know what it was, but I just, I felt like there was something there. And I looked and it, you could barely see because there were some faint streetlights down in the corner of a, in the like crack of a, of the pavement buried in mud and dirt was a big diamond. No. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. I mean, I, I, and you couldn't even see it. It wasn't even sparkling. It was covered in mud. I mean, I had to brush it off. Wow. And I thought, okay, there's something happening here. I don't even understand what's going on. And Liz, it was the most amazing thing. Over the course of about a year or two, uh, I found another one and, and another one. One time I was in a parking lot and found two right by each other, big, like big ones right by each other. Uh, I haven't told this story in a while. And so, so I, I, I went and got them actually out last night. I keep them in a safe place. I got them out last night because I couldn't remember how many I'd found over the course of a couple of years. And it was 17 diamonds. No, Charles, that's incredible. I never knew that. No. Oh my goodness. Oh and, my and goodness. So it was, so as you might imagine, I'm now very aware of the fact that there might be a diamond that pops up at any time because this is now happening uh at, at the time this was now happening every few weeks every few months so much so that my peripheral vision was enhanced or, or i'll say it like this um, i was very aware of what was going on in my peripheral vision mm -hmm. i mean i was still looking forward i wasn't yeah, running yeah you were like around. looking for the diamond i was very aware that there might be something on the ground gosh and so I remember I was always asking the Lord, what, what is this? Yeah. What, what does this mean? And I remember like it was yesterday, I was at one of my, one of my kids, um, little, little league baseball game. We were there at the national, you know, the final game and there were, the ballpark was packed with people. And, and of course I'm, I'm watching the game. I'm kind of pacing around walking uh, outside the fence, watching him. At the same time, I'm very aware of what's going on on the ground. And I'm thinking, well, I might find another diamond today because it became a family joke. Like I'd come home and say, hey, I found another one today. <laughs> and I'm, I remember I was looking on the ground while watching the game, asking God, what is the diamond? What does it mean? And all of a sudden, I, it wasn't like the audible voice of God, but I felt in my heart just mm -hmm. this immediate clarity that God said, diamonds are everywhere. 
You just have to look for them. And as soon as I heard that, I instantly knew diamonds represented people. God, that's profound. Yeah. So there is shining brilliance inside of every single person. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we're all created in his image, as you know. Yeah. 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 And so there, there, there's potential. There's potential because not all diamonds are shiny. Some are muddy and dirty and some are even still yeah. in their uncut form and they don't even look like anything special. Mm. But there's that potential for brilliance inside of everybody. And so really the, 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 the thing that I've been about now for a number of years is helping people really reach their maximum potential. Uh, not mm -hmm. just people, not just individuals, but whole organizations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So beautiful, Charles. So of course, like the Lord changed your perspective in that moment as well, didn't he? So did, did from that point, did you just see people differently through that lens? Because that is how you treat people. I mean, I know because I work with you regularly, you know, and you speak into my life regularly every few weeks, you know, and that is how you make people feel the best version of themselves. Like there's just, you're so encouraging and empowering. So that's where it started. Like the Lord just gave you his heart for people, right? He did. Yep. And, oh, and so, it. so what started is that, that was, uh, that's my why, you know, I, I just, yeah. that everyone has a call in their life Yeah. and, and everyone deserves to reach their maximum potential. Yeah. But a lot of people get stuck. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely do. Okay, so Cam, the, the, I want to ask you, because I know people are stuck. Many people are stuck. Many people are unclear. Or you guys have a dream, you know, that's in your heart and you've, you don't know where to go next, you know. So what's the first step, Charles? What would you say to people? Where do we start on the destiny journey to go from dream to reality? Well, I, I kind of have a, a four-part framework that I, that I use when, when working with people. Um, and this is more on, the, I do organizational health uh, related stuff as well, you know, helping mm -hmm. companies develop their people, develop their teams, improve their culture, all of that. But at an individual level, like if I'm working with, with an individual, it really starts with dreaming with God. Mm, brilliant and it starts with with the dream and if, if you if you think of a think of going on a journey th this is like identifying uh, the target city so so i'm in america so let's say let's say on the east coast you've got new york and on the west coast you've got seattle okay so let's say you want to go, you're in New York and you want to go on a journey, but you're not sure, you know, you want to go West. You know, you, if you went East, you maybe go to London, you know, but you want to go West and you have to decide, do I want to go to LA? You know, do I want to go to Seattle? Do I want to mm -hmm. go to, where do I want to go? So you've got to pick that final destination. And so it's really about that dreaming with God about what's, what's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Where do I want to what's go? And I think a lot of people get stuck in that dreaming phase because they've given up on dreams. Mm -hmm. They've mm -hmm. seen dreams unfulfilled. They don't think they're qualified. Uh, maybe they've forgotten how to dream because they get so caught up in the mundane day-to-day -day life uh, of just living life or dealing with struggles or whatever the case may be. They forget to look beyond today and tomorrow to, to down the road. And right. so it's really helping people dream. 
Yeah. So taking some time just to get alone with the Lord and also what you said to begin with, you know, remembering like the starting point as well being we are God's treasure. We are God's diamond. Like you said, you know, that there's enormous potential in each one of us. We work, we are the image of God. You know, we're created in his image. We have his mind. We have his nature within us now, his spirit. We have Holy Spirit to partner with. And so if we start from that perspective and then like, take, like just take some time and start to dream and get clear to begin with, to start with, to, to like you say, so you absolutely know, right, I've got clear, I know where I'm supposed to go, even though I don't know how to get there. So that's where you come in, right? You can, you do the roadmap. <laughs> right. Okay, let's get clear. And now let's take the next step. One of the things that I want you to share the four, the four part process, if you would, Charles, that would be so helpful for people. But there's one thing I wanted to ask you, that you have talked to me about quite a lot and it's values like knowing our why knowing our values you know is it holds us on track doesn't it as we begin the process we begin the journey could you just speak a little bit into that yeah so um knowing your knowing why you want to do what you want to do is is crucial because that's what's going to sustain you when times get tough because they they will you know, yeah. in this world, we will have troubles. Like it, it, it's not always easy. Mm-hmm. And so our, our why is, is what's going to help us, you know, push through. I mean, yeah. look at Jesus, right? I mean, he comes and he, he was so connected to his why. He, he's even saying, you know, the night before he goes to the cross, Lord, hey, is there another way? Mm-hmm. If so, let's do it. But hey, not my will be done, but yours. Yeah. And, and so being connected to your why is what's really going to sustain you. And, and it's even so for me, it, it's like, I love, I'm so passionate about helping people maximize potential. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I've seen it in my own life because I've applied these things to myself. In fact, this is where they started. Yeah. Uh, and so, so when you start to see it's possible, uh, it just encourages you. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was what gets you, gets you out of bed in the morning when you're having a really hard day and the circumstances are very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it compels you, doesn't it? It just compels you. I know, I know. I mean, for me, as you, as you know, I, I, my why is just to express the love of God, to help people experience the love of God, you know, because it's transformational, isn't it? And so to, to experience his love is, is life, is life itself. And so, yeah. I know I, I won't go there, but I'll stop. I'll stop. Yes. Anyway, for another conversation, but okay. So Charles, so talk, talk us through, right. So we get our vision. We've spent time with the Lord. We've got clear, we know our why, you know, what that true core value is inside of our heart. That's going to hold us on track when things get difficult. So what do we do next? Well, the, 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 the next part is it, it's really all about creating a plan. Mm-hmm. So, so if, if, if step one is dreaming, step two is planning. Um, I mean, go, go all the way back to the garden of Eden. Okay. So, so God, you know, creates all this amazing stuff, right? The, the bir- birds and the animals and the water and the everything, the resources and the rocks and all the stuff that's in the earth. And then, you know, then he creates mankind and says, now you manage it, you steward it. Fast forward to uh, the, the 
disciples and Jesus coming to the earth. And Jesus is modeling for the disciples. Here's how, here's how we're going to do this. We're going to live out this, this thing called the kingdom. And there's certain principles and, and ways to do things in the kingdom that are different than, than the ways in the natural. And I love when, when Jesus is feeding the 5,000, you know, they're up against this problem, right? They've got this problem in the natural, which is human beings need food and they don't have anything. And there's, right. you know, 5,000, let's say men. So maybe 20,000 people there. And he turns to the disciples and they're thinking in the natural, what are we going to do? And he says, well, you, you give them something to eat. See, I believe this was an invitation for them to begin to plan and create a strategy on how can, how are we going to accomplish this mission? If, if, if the target, if the goal is feed a bunch of people, how are we going to do that? And of course they, they don't get it yet. And they go, well, we don't have any food here. And he goes, okay, you're missing it. What do you have? And, you know, multiplies all this bread and fish. Yeah. Yeah. And he, so he's, he's modeling it for them, but then you know, he leaves and says, okay, I'm out of here, guys. I'm, I'm going, you know, back to heaven, but Hey, it's okay. I'm going to leave. I'm going to send the spirit. He's going to be with you all the time. He's going to remind you of things I told you and lead you in truth and all that. So he's here co-laboring with us, but we're the original commission from the garden is we're responsible to, to manage stuff. And so creating a strategy on how you want to get to where you want to go is, is critical. And a lot of people get stuck here because they get overwhelmed. Yeah. I love that Charles. It's brilliant. It, it, it that it just so perfectly illustrates the partnership like you said, the responsibility that we have, we have had delegated authority given to us by the father, but not to live separate from him, right? But to, that is actually a partnership where, where we depend on him as a source, we recognize him and we, we co-labor with Holy Spirit. So we start to look into a different realm as our source of supply for wisdom, perspective, favor, et cetera, et cetera. You know, everything that we're going to need naturally and supernaturally to move forward in our destiny, right? Yeah. So yes. powerful. So powerful. Okay, so move us on from there. So where, so where do we go from there as walking through your four steps? So, so I'll go back to this analogy of, you know, I'm in New York and I, I want to, I've decided I want to go to Seattle. Okay, so I've got my target city in mind. I'm not going to get there overnight. Let's say, you know, let's say I'm going to take a car. And so it's going to take me, I can't just get there in a few hours. It's going to take days to drive there. So I've got, I've got my destination city. I've dreamed about the city. I've dreamed about what it's going to be like when I get there, the people I'm going to meet, the impact I could have, whatever God's going to do in that city. I've got a heart for that city. I'm excited about it. That's the dream. So I've identified what it, where I want to go and why I want to go there. Step two is I got to create a roadmap to get there because there's a lot of ways to get from New York to Seattle. I could take a Southern route and drive down then drive back up. I could go straight across. I could you know, go up through Canada and down. And so, so creating a roadmap is really step two, which is planning out your, your path. And when I work with people individually, I like to break down the overwhelm of that's so far to go. I like to break that down into some manageable chunks. I like to operate in quarterly blocks of time because I feel like one year could seem overwhelming. Like for example, I was doing a strategic planning session with a church a year ago and we mapped out a five-year plan and there's all these amazing cities they wanted to get to, so to speak. And it was going to take a lot of stuff and money and resources and stuff to get there. And the impact was going to be huge, but the reality was we're starting today. So what are we going to do this quarter in this month to get there? And so really breaking down the big picture of where I want to go into a manageable next step over the next, I like 90 days. Mm -hmm. um, 
So break that down. That gives you your roadmap to get there. Then the third step is really, if, if we've been dreaming with God, planning with God, step three is moving with God. And moving with God is where we actually get in the car and hit the gas pedal and start driving. And a lot of people get stuck here because th maybe they're great at dreaming. I mean, the, the, maybe these people aren't, don't have problems with dreaming. They're, they're, they've got a dream list and all sorts of things. And they're, they're excited about a lot of things, but they never get any traction toward anything. Maybe because they don't ever create a plan and they end up just driving in circles. So once you have your, your dream and then your plan, your, your roadmap, then you've got to get in the car and drive. Yeah. And it's really all about taking action. And so as it comes to, you know, the coaching that I do with people, this is helping to keep them accountable to the plan. Yeah. So if, if you don't, you know, obviously if you don't hire a coach to do this, you can do this on your own, but just find somebody that you trust that you can tell about your dream, your passion, the thing you want to do, where you want to get to the steps that you're going to take to get there and then help them, um, help them help you by telling them about uh, what the plan is going to be and what your next step is and just stay accountable to them. Yeah. So moving with God is, is, is a huge next step. It sounds simple and obvious, but a lot of times it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. It's so important. I mean, I mean, you've helped me as you well know, immensely, immensely to, in, in that process, you know, obviously I come to you with these enormous dreams that I have with Jesus <laughs> to transform the world with his love. And, um, and see every single person on the whole planet come fully alive and living in encounters with God. So it's actually Charles that I will process this with, with my team. So, and, and you've helped us put legs on this and literally develop strategy with Holy Spirit. And I love that we can work with you and draw on all the massive business experience that you have, you know, and then, and then, so put legs on it, put a strategy in place that will help us get from A to B, but fully dependent on Holy Spirit. You know, that's the, that's the wonderful thing with working with you, because we're looking to Jesus the whole time for his heart, his partnership, his favor, you know, his brilliance, his wisdom, his perspective. And it is a walk of faith as well, isn't it? It's absolutely a walk of faith. And at some point you have to jump, like you said, you have to take the next steps. <laughs> but when you've when you've thought it out like you said you break it down into those 90 day bite-sized chunks and you th you think through the detail that's what I love when working with you because it doesn't feel overwhelming when you break it down into bite-sized chunks right you and you and the Lord's passion his heart does keep propelling you forward your why is very alive inside of you through our relationship with Jesus right but it's the when you work through the detail it's not overwhelming. It's very manageable. And that's what I've learned from you. It's just take the next step, get very clear, very clear, step by step. And before you know it, the train's moving and it's moving quickly, but it's manageable. You know, it's just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so great about that is so, so the, 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 the coaching component of what I do when I work one-on-one, -on -one, uh, I call it momentum coaching. And it's all about creating momentum. You know, momentum is a powerful yeah. force. Because yeah. what, it, what it is, it's, I liken it to pushing a swing. So you, you push a swing and you know, your child is on the swing. You push the swing. The first few uh, pushes are hard because they're not moving and you have to push all that weight yourself. You're doing all the work. But the more you push, the more the swing starts to go by itself. And now eventually you're just tapping it and keeping it going. And that's what momentum does. And it's all about taking consistent action. It's not, yeah. you know, and this, this is, this is the same. If you want to get healthy, if you want to do whatever you want to do, if you want to make progress, right. you got to be consistent. And so that's why, you know, like on, you know, for us, we only have regular calls that are consistent. Mm -hmm. And 
some some calls are better than others. We made more progress sometimes. Oh, we hit a snag or whatever, but we're mm-hmm. continuing to move forward in some way. And so the consistency yeah. is the key. I, I love the, the 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 phrase. You know, you can't steer a parked car. Huh. It's the truth, right? So if you're not moving, it's just hard to to to, to ultimately get where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it, you're full of wisdom, and it, and it is. It's it's the it's why it's wisdom, isn't it? Being established in the council of a few trusted people, you know, and it and it is about stewardship, isn't it? As well, I think it's it's taking what it is in your heart that the Lord has given you, whether it's a business or a some, you know, whether it's the creative arts or family or whatever it is, it doesn't matter, does it? It's what the Lord has put in our hearts to be able to do and contribute while we're on earth, the, the destiny that that was decided for us before the foundation of the earth. And I think it's brilliant what you said at the beginning, just to take, you know, take that time, get clear, know the vision, know what's in your heart, and then begin to move forward with the strategy. It's so brilliant. Okay, so I wanted to ask you as well, this far in your journey, Charles, what would you say are the some of the most important keys of wisdom that you've learned for doing life really well? <laughs> I know there's probably a lot, of it, um, but I just wanted to yeah, I, because I so admire you. I have so much respect for you and you do do life well and you are thriving and you are living the abundant life, you know, and you are successful. You do have a great family and, you know, in, in all aspects of your life, you know, you are you are doing life well according to the ways of the kingdom. You know, you do operate according to the principles of wisdom and your relationship with Jesus. So there we go. So I wanted to ask you, what would you say are uh, just a few absolute keys that you know these are nuggets these are gems of wisdom that i live by now well i would say i would say one for sure actually coincidentally is the fourth step of the process and so so after we've dreamed come up with this great thing we want to achieve we've created a plan a roadmap to get there we've gotten in the car we've hit the gas the next most important thing and this is something you do really throughout your life is mm-hmm. we've dream with God, plan with God, move with God. We've reviewed with God. We've taken time to stop and look back. You know, Jesus did this in the garden. You know, he said, I've created all this amazing stuff. Oh, but you know what? I'm looking back on it now. It's actually not good for man to be alone. Hmm. Right. Very good. Create even. So it's this, this idea of stopping. I know in our busy culture, sometimes we get so focused on moving forward and I'm a doer. I love to get stuff done and accomplish and get results, but it's so critical to stop and look backwards. Our hands got to be on the plow most of the time doing our, doing our work, but sometimes we've got to stop and look up and look down the row at the horizon and see where we're going. It's like a GPS in the car. You know, are we still on track? And so it's stopping to look back. And so I think this building a rhythm of review into your life, whether this is a weekly thing you do, you know, maybe on Sundays, a day, you, whatever your day of rest, you know, might be, might look like maybe there's a, a, a time when you pause and you reflect. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be, obviously a lot of people do this annually, maybe, you know, end of the year, January, uh, but building in a rhythm of reflection into your life, whether it's weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually, or all the above. Yeah, brilliant. So good. And it helps you stay connected to your authentic self, doesn't it? You 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 check in and with your why. I mean, you've taught me this as well. I do, I do this periodically now. I reflect on everything that I'm doing. And am I in tune with the Lord? Am I am I being my authentic self? Am I living from my core values and for the reason I believe I am alive and what really matters? And and it's it just keeps everything very focused, doesn't it? It keeps you in a really, a really strong place. 
a really balanced place and an aligned place, I think, on the inside. It's so good. Okay, we have about two minutes left, Charles. Can I ask you, would you pray? Would you just pray for people? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and just even as we're talking, I feel like, you know, there's people that are going to be uh, stuck at any of these four places. You know, some people mm -hmm. are, are, are just stuck at the dreaming phase. Maybe they've stopped dreaming, they've given up. And, and the, the call to them is just to start dreaming again. You know, I feel like there's people that are that are that are stuck at the, the strategy phase. They're confused and, and even in the, the moving forward and the reviewing. So, yeah, I just kind of want to uh, just speak to that as I pray. Um, mm. So, Lord, we just I thank you that, um, that that you created mankind in your image. I thank you uh, that you've placed uh, diamonds inside of every single person, that, that every person on this planet has a call on their life to shine, to, to add uh, value, to, to advance the kingdom in some way. Uh, the one body, many parts concept, Lord, I thank you that you have done that by design. And Lord, I specifically just lift up people uh, around the world who might be listening to this who are stuck at one of those places. For those, Lord, that, are, that have stopped dreaming, Lord, I pray that you would ignite fresh dreams and passions uh, in their heart. Even now, just let, let old dreams uh, come alive. Let new dreams uh, manifest. Uh, Lord, that people that maybe are stuck in the, the planning phase, Lord, those that, that are uh, overwhelmed with, well, what do I do? I know my dream, but I just don't know how to move forward. I pray you give them supernatural strategy, Lord, that you'd even bring people alongside them that could help them think through and map out what to do and in what order, and, and most importantly, what to tackle first and not let them get overwhelmed with the whole process. Lord, for people that, that maybe haven't, they, they know what they want to do and they even know the next step. I feel like there may be even somebody with a book that, that, that's, that's, uh, or a screenplay that, 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 that's on their heart um, or a ministry that they want to launch, but they just haven't gotten in the car and started driving yet. Lord, I just pray that you would give them supernatural faith and courage to be able to move forward, uh, to, to be able to get in the car with you and start driving. So I pray for an increase in, in faith and courage to move forward. Uh, open doors, Lord, if people have had shut doors. Uh, and then finally, Lord, I just pray for the people that maybe have been have been on this journey. They've been doing it. Uh, they're tired. They're they're worn out. Maybe they've forgotten their why. They've they, you know they've forgotten the, their first love, so to speak. Lord, I pray that, that you would give people that are feeling that as a season of rest, so they can reflect back and 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 reconnect with why they're doing what they're doing. Reignite their passion for their mission. Uh, and Lord, help if they if they're off track and they're chasing some some rabbit trail that they don't need to be on. Lord, get them back on track uh, so they can accomplish the mission that you put them on this earth to do. So I thank you for what you're doing in the earth. I thank you for what Liz is doing. I just pray blessing on all of the people listening in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Um, oh Amen. Oh I agree. And I just want to add to that. You know, Jesus came that we would experience life and life in abundance. And that is his, his desire for every single one of us. He wants us to prosper, right? Not he, There's no intention for harm in his heart towards us whatsoever. He just wants to, us to prosper and flourish and enjoy life. It's a gift and to reveal him 
to reveal him and live in the fullness of abundance. And so I agree. I agree with everything you prayed, Charles. I just thank you for your wisdom and, and all, you know, for giving us your time as well. It's just so precious to be able to talk to you on the show, this side. <laughs> Uh, and thank you all for joining us today. And we do pray that you will you will experience a shift today, wherever you're at in your life, you'll experience a shift and you'll experience more of the abundant life that Jesus died for you to, to live in. And uh, look forward to being with you again next week. God bless. Hi, if you really enjoyed today's show and you want to go deeper with Jesus and experience his love and his presence more than you ever have, then I have a present for you, a free gift. If you want to jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and just click on and sign up, then you will receive one of my teaching videos that I have created especially for you that will not only give you a few keys just very, very quickly that you can uh, utilize in your daily walk with the Lord, um, but also I'm going to take you there as well. So it's an activation. So yeah, so jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and you are going to be so blessed. <laughs> <laughs>